You are what you eat, and what you eat, we can study. Welcome to Boiling Point. On today's show, we have a full house. We have me, Anastasia, your regular Boiling Point host, and we have two new Boiling Point recruits. We have Hannah Dawson. Hello. And we have Sammy Burke. Hi. Uh, we also have a pup here with us today, but he's taking a nap, okay? He's been pup casting for quite some time. <laughs> so on today's show, we will be talking to a scientist today, a PhD candidate from a core university by the name of Ashi Parikh. Ashi studies whale poop to understand what they do, what they eat, and where they go. Hi, Ashi! Hi, Anastasia and Hannah and Tammy and Puppy and everybody. <laughs> How you doing, Ashi? Thank you for calling in. I'm good. I'm excited to be here, excited to get into it, chat about poop and fun stuff like that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, I've got to ask the, I think, most obvious question, but why poop? Um... <laughs> I just like poop. No. <laughs> Who Whoa. wouldn't want to study poop? What do you mean? I think, no. you know what? To be fair, I think Carrasco, no. the puppy, would agree because sometimes dogs like to right? eat poop. So, you know. That is true. You got somebody okay, who no. agrees with you. <laughs> it's it's just a very easy, okay, not easy, but it's a very nice non-invasive way of studying an animal. And particularly if you're looking at an animal like a whale, which is like when you just try to visualize, how do you study a whale? Mm -hmm. It's not like a fish or something that you can put in a tank in a lab and study it. Not that I would want to do that, <laughs> but like logistically also that is not possible. Um, and so you can only study a whale by like, well, watching it from a boat on the surface or like taking samples from it. And this is like one of the least invasive samples that you can get from a whale. Right. A how do you yeah. how do you find whale poop? Is it like because I'm imagining? Oh my god, <laughs> you guys, we are gonna get down and dirty into poop today. Um, does whale poop look like human poop? And you just find it like floating in the ocean, and then Ashi just gets really excited. It's like, oh my god, there's whale poop. Is that how it happens? <laughs> Um, well, I haven't actually gone out and collected any. It's been sent to me by collaborators, but mm. sort of, kind of. But also, I think you would want to collect it soon after the whale has actually done its business. So usually, something that commonly happens is like researchers will partner with whale watching operators, which is something I've done as well. Mm. And then they're already on the water. They're already following the whales. And so... If the whale happens to poop, then they'll be like, oh, okay, my researcher buddy, Ashi at Macquarie, really wants this poop, so I'm going to scoop it up, collect it, and ship it back to her. Um, and that's, like, one easy way. Of okay. Um, can you just, like, do it from the ocean? Like, by taking a test tube into the ocean and hoping that there's going to be remnants <laughs> of whale poop? Or, or is that... Oh, it doesn't test work tube like is that. a bit small. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. 
<laughs> it is a whale, and the poop is. So I'm, I'm mostly looking at southern right whale poo, and there is about. It's like chunky. It floats. It's. It does stink. I'm sure that question mm. is somewhere in there. A hundred percent. But yeah. it. It. The the, big, the biggest chunks are maybe around like tennis ball sized, and those are kind of oh. like the chunk sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we put them in jars. Um, mm-hmm. For now, like I've I've been collect getting them collected in jars and then and then sent to me. But you scoop it with a net or a net is hard to sterilize actually. So a bucket with holes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's one way to scoop it up. Some oh, okay. people use nets as well. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, yeah, you just scoop it out of the water in the ocean. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And um, do you need to collect a lot of whale poop to do the work that you're doing? No, no, I'm doing DNA work, so don't need that much. Um, so what do you? So like you look a tennis for DNA? ball is like a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I everything I'm interested in is like all the DNA inside the poop. So there's like the whale's own DNA, obviously, is in there, but also like DNA from the food it's been eating. Um, mm. Wait, but don't they just eat plankton and, you know, krill and stuff like that? I don't know. The two marine biologists, correct me if I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, three marine biologists. What am I on about? everyone? Uh, Sammy and Hannah are both marine biologists. Oh, I'm I'm not actually. I'm I'm an oceanographer, but close enough. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Marine scientist. Yeah. For for me, that all went under marine scientist. Yeah. 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 Yeah, to be oh, fair, when people are like, are you in, uh, you know, do you study insects? And I'm like, oh, no, I study arachnids. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's the same thing. And I'm like, oh, no, it isn't. <laughs> so I'm really sorry I did that to you, Hannah. My apologies. So fine. <laughs> I think a marine biologist oh. would be more glamorous. So, <laughs> nah. so, oh, well. <laughs> so what kind of things do whales eat? Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Plankton krill, like krill, but like potentially plankton is a very broad term Mm -hmm. plankton just refers to like floating (laughs) tiny organisms so there's zooplankton and there's phytoplankton phytoplankton is like plant plankton zooplankton is like animal plankton Mm -hmm. and zooplankton is like it's mostly like larvae of crabs and lobsters and things like that and Mm -hmm. also krill and also like shrimp and it's it includes a lot of stuff Okay. Krill is like the main food, but mm-hmm. then there's different species of krill as well. So like oh, wow. based on the DNA, I could tell that. Um, yeah. How many so, different species of krill are there? That is a great question. I would have to Google that. Are, are <laughs> we talking like are in the species? thousands maybe? <laughs> oh, I doubt. How... Is it bad if I Google We can hear the Google. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, this is live. A researcher doing research. <laughs> I mean, Google. Oh, there's 86, 86 species of krill. Oh, that's oh, it. Wow. Oh, yeah. that's way more than I was expecting. I don't know. I, I mean, I listen, I was thinking a thousand. I'm, I'm with okay. you, Anastasia. I thought that Found, that was going to be way bigger. Yeah. yeah. In the open oceans, there are 86 species of krill. Versus the closed ocean? Now I'm confused. Um, I don't <laughs> know. I don't really all of my Come stuff. on, you're an oceanographer, Hannah. What is this open ocean thing? <laughs> Um, okay, so let's yeah. get back to whale poop. So yes. when you when you say you look at for the DNA of what they've eaten, then I guess how does that work? Because do you go in with some preconceived um, idea of what they <laughs> could be eating and then look for that DNA? Like, how do you do that? Um, how familiar are we with DNA barcoding? 
Uh, not at all. I actually have no idea what that means. <laughs> okay, sweet. I don't know if you're just saying that, but um, so that's a great question. Um, like kind of both. So I go in with a preconceived notion, but I also go in being like, I also don't actually know because there haven't been that many studies on Southern right whales done to know definitively mm. that this is all they're eating. Mm -hmm. um, so basically when we're extracting DNA, so the, with DNA extraction of this kind mm -hmm. i isolate the dna from the poop that's the first step is like separating it from all the other gunk in there so just keeping the dna uh like yeah purifying the dna keeping that aside like getting getting it on its own and then i want to target the region of dna i'm interested in or target like the species i'm interested or the group i'm interested mm -hmm. and then amplify that so like make many billions and billions of copies of that dna that i'm interested in mm -hmm. so we use something called primers to do that and then okay. your primer targets a group so i could i have crustacean primers mm -hmm. is one of the primers i'm using okay which would target like crabs lobsters krill any crustaceans mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so that that's specifically for crustaceans and then i have another primer which is eukaryotes which is like much broader everything from like that's like any multicellular organism yeah 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 so from humans to the whale itself and i have to like kind mm -hmm. of block the whale dna in that one so but wait how many would, how many would... oh, whales are eating humans <laughs> <laughs> how many noahs are there that whales are just swallowing whole <laughs> zero <laughs> I ate a human, they spit that human back out or get <laughs> really bad indigestion <laughs> um no yeah okay. but, but that just allows me to see like uh in case they happen to be eating fish and stuff because some mm -hmm. some baleen whales also might be eating uh small fish and things mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. that so just just to get a more broad idea right <laughs> so why is all of this interesting to you um why is that important to study whale poop? I thought I, I thought know, we I established mean, I like Fair enough. <laughs> when fair I was enough, two, yes. I made a poem about poop. My mom likes to remind me. When no, you okay. were two? Wait, okay, can we hear this poem? You can't just bring it up and not tell us the no, poem. I, I don't remember. You were two. It must have it must have been something simple, no? I think it was like a little it was like diddy song type of thing. Did you spell like out poop? Could you spell poop at two? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it was like the word for poop in India and like like the child word for poop in Hindi. What and What's then, the child word that, for poop in Hindi? Kaku. Oh my I god! That's Hindi or in, just in my home? In Russian, it's it's similar, but just um, I mean, like if you're gonna talk to a two year old, it's kaka. But I feel yeah, like that's yeah. similar in all languages, I think right? A lot yes. of, yeah. I think a few languages have like versions of that. Yeah, yeah. kaka, kaku. Yeah, um, exactly. Anyway, yeah, I think I would like anyway. Wow, so you weren't kidding. You, you definitely like poop from a young age. <laughs> <laughs> this is the dream. No, yeah. uh, the dream is to study whales. I've actually wanted to study whales since I was like five. Oh, okay, so you and start with their cool excrement first that. and then hope you move up the ladder is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah starting yeah, at the bottom. First. I think you go from tail <laughs> yeah. to head. Yeah, exactly, from tail to end. <laughs> so Exactly, eventually if I'm lucky I'll be studying their teeth or something. Right, yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, but like why is it important to study what whales eat um well it tells us okay what they eat specifically just tells us about their lifestyle mm -hmm, and their mm -hmm. like helps us know more about them and learn about like conservation related things like right. do they have like for example if um my whale is eating this particular 
shrimp or krill that's mm. found in this location um and it goes it migrates every year to this location mm-hmm. and feeds on this krill um because whales can be pretty consistent with their migration patterns and they they spend some of the time of the year feeding and some of the time of the year breeding so usually mm-hmm. they kind of go down to antarctica and they feed and then they come up north and then they breed and have babies and then go back down with their babies <laughs> um so so if if I know what the whale is eating, then that allows me to track that food and then allows me to know, okay, why is it going to this place? Um, mm-hmm. What happens if climate change raises the temperature by like one, two degrees? And now that krill is no longer able to survive. Um, what's going to happen to this whale? Where is it going to go? Or maybe the krill are going to move somewhere else. And like, why have the whales suddenly changed their migration patterns? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because like the their food resources have been shifting around because the water to, waters are changing. Um, so there's a lot of work like that being done. And like patterns like that have been observed where mm-hmm. um, migration patterns in whales, like southern right whales specifically as well, we've been seeing that they've been migrating to the same place for years, but mm-hmm. then they've like in the last decade or so maybe changed their patterns a bit and it's because of the lack of uh, food resources and things like that. That's really important as well to know like from a human perspective, right? Because, you know, at least from my experience Mm -hmm. over on in the Atlantic Ocean, there's been a Mm -hmm. lot of uh, legislation that's needed to be made to protect Mm -hmm. the Atlantic right whales because they can affect the shipping patterns of of yes. different boats and major tankers so they need yeah. to avoid those um those whale uh interactions with the shipping containers mm. so yeah 100%. i guess I'm, I'm a little bit confused as to how you can study the whale patterns through their poop is it because you're looking at the krill that they're eating i i, I don't think i would specifically be studying just that but I think it would be okay the knowledge of like this is what they're feeding on can Mm -hmm. then help me tie it to other studies that are like looking at the crew uh that that looking at movement but also I'm hoping to study their their population genetics as well which is like using the whale's DNA to compare different like populations of whales and how similar they are how different and I don't know if that will like tell me a little bit about their migration patterns Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. potentially um, but even if that doesn't, again, this in in it's all part of like a larger body of study of like southern right whales or right, right whales even, and then interlinking these different pieces of information together, then we could say okay, um, like biopsy sampling is telling us that these whales are now going, uh, their their health conditions are such and such. They've been changing their migration patterns in this way, and then I could be like, oh, actually, I just found out that they're feeding on this species, not mm-hmm. this other species that we thought they were feeding on. Hypothetically, I don't actually have results yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, for for example, um, so I guess just putting like different puzzle pieces together and it all comes together and like informs us about the health of the whale, mm-hmm. um, the health of the oceans as well, because whales are really good sentinel species, they're called. They, they act as a mean? good... Basically, they, they're like a sentinel, sent, blah, <laughs> a sentinel for the environment. So because they're constantly, like, they're traveling large distances, they're also, um, like, taking in water all the time because mm-hmm. these guys are filter feeders. They're baleen whales. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, constantly just, like, kind of taking in water, filtering out of their baleen plates. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, like, sampling the environment around them. Um, and so they, they act as a good indicator. Their movement, their behavior, stuff like this acts as an indicator of just the health of the environment as well. Oh, mm. so because... kind of like a canary in a, um, in a coal mine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's like, oh, the whales are healthy. They're like following the patterns fine. Okay, cool. That's like a good sign for just the general environment too. Mm-hmm. Whales are changing their patterns. Something's up. Something's happening with like maybe the currents, maybe the crew, maybe the plant. Like you know, upwelling heaps. Like it's all yeah. Oceanographer Hannah would be able to uh, <laughs> tell us about stuff like that. Um, but wow. But it's so all- can I summarize? So from the whale poop, we can find out the differences, the genetic differences between individuals themselves, whale individuals themselves, we can find out what they're eating and we can find out their health. So, so the The bacteria within their stomach. Yeah. Yes. Gut bacteria. I forgot to mention that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm looking at their gut bacteria as well, which tells me, well, should tell tell me something about their health, Mm -hmm. their stress levels, um, just like, yeah, how, this individual compares to other individuals in the same population is it standing out like is something up with it Mm -hmm. Um, how does this population compare to this other population like just things like that okay so much information from poo Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the gut bacteria stuff is like very early because not so many so many studies have been done so like interpreting that is going to be interesting because it's quite i think it's quite new just in terms of like whales specifically mm-hmm, even like mm-hmm. humans and stuff i think gut bacteria recently has become people have become a bit more interested in it uh but like five ten years ago no one was really thinking about that <laughs> okay can you tell right. me a little bit more about the species that you said you were saying uh, sorry i, I forgot southern what right whale southern right whale yeah. can you tell me a little bit more about them are they a big whale like yeah absolutely they are big. They're pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're they're one of the larger species. Mm-hmm. They're called right whales because and this is quite sad. Um, back in like the whaling period, they were the right whale to hunt. Like the um, correct so, whale. Yeah, yeah. So Aww. they were very severely very hunted. Like hunted. Yeah. <laughs> um, they they're like slow moving. They aggregate in large numbers. They like to like hang out in like bays and stuff close to the coast, Aww. especially during breeding season. So they like they were very they they're big as well. So lots of blubber oil, all that jazz. Um, That's not so even hunting though. That's just culling. That's like, just honestly. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That's so but disgusting. Yeah, the, their numbers were down to like almost cl- very close to extinction, down to like the tens and hundreds. Um, oh, wow. The southern right whale has like been doing much better. It's mm-hmm. still, I think in Australia, it's still technically endangered, but it's like the numbers are so much better. Mm-hmm. So they're not, so closely, they're, not closely doing, they're not one of the species that are still being, you know, uh, killed today. It, so that's no, why their no. numbers have been coming back up. Yes, yeah, their their numbers have been coming back. Uh, whaling is like banned pretty much most places, yeah. um, except the few. Yeah, I think indigenous in some places and some places illegally it still happens. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, there was a whaling ban in the nineteen twenties, fifties, something like that. Mm-hmm. So like, whaling is generally not such a threat to whales anymore. But mm-hmm. um, like, was it Hannah was saying or was it Sammy the, about like the uh, the northern right whale is not so lucky. It's still very numbers are quite low i think they're in the hundreds and they the threats they face are mainly shipping traffic um and also is that like when they get hit by boats is that when you mean like shipping yes oh my god it's just like it's just a huge because again these whales like to come close to shore um and if it's like a really busy shipping area there's all these 
ships coming through. And mm-hmm. I think, yeah, with the North, North Atlantic right whales, uh, lobster pots, I believe, are like a huge threat what to is them that? as well. Why lobster pots? Yeah, what? Uh, I think they just there's just a lot of overlap. We we um, have more googling. I have, yeah. <laughs> more Can research. you hear me? <laughs> I, yeah, because I I don't I don't know heaps about the North Atlantic because that's not the species mm. I study. But yeah. I do know that they're they're like uh, what are they? Lobster pots? Like they're like these cage like traps like that are used to catch lobsters but it's just the overlap and i think also like they're probably attached with a rope mm-hmm. um oh, from so... a rope or a chain or something from the surface and my understanding again this is like just me going off of <laughs> memories mm-hmm. i could be wrong but base yeah it's just there's like just too much happening yeah. and from what i get remember entangled. um from my um, time up in maine in america yeah. that's that's I think that's correct. There's like a, yeah. a buoy at the top so that they know where it is. Yeah. And then a line down to the cage trap at the bottom. So the whales get sort of entangled the, in these lines. Entangled. Or, yes. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear about yeah. the very closely related species, I assume, to your whale, right? Very closely. Yes. Yeah. And so, Ashi, the southern right whale, is that mm-hmm. recovered to sort of pre-whaling numbers or is it no, still? No. Okay. Not to free whaling. I think we're in like the t- tens of thousands now, but mm-hmm. it would have been in the hundreds of thousands pre whaling. Right. Okay. Oh, wow. Still Again, going going. off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. How uh, far do they migrate? Like, what's their migration? Do, or are they do they just hang out Australia, or uh, do they head up north or anything? That's a great question. I don't think they go much further north than Australia. So there's mm-hmm. they go to Brazil, some of them. They go to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, they go, yeah, Australia. There's other other places. But I don't think they go much further. Like, these are all kind of southern hemisphere. That's why it's a mm-hmm. southern right whale, precisely for that region, reason. I think it's found, like, in the southern hemisphere. Yeah. Um, versus, like, the northern right whales are found in the northern hemisphere. So I don't think it crosses that, the equator at all. Mm. Oh, um, so they wouldn't, like, that's interbreed like, or anything? Like, they're not able to, to, to breed the northern and the southern? I think their ranges just don't overlap. Oh, okay. Um, and that's why they've become, like, distinct species, just right. because they're, like, so separate. Um yeah. yeah, they are they are separate species as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they're they're under the same group of right whales, but they're mm-hmm. yeah. There's three. Are they species or subspecies? North, south, and east. <laughs> they never found the west. <laughs> North, North Pacific, North Atlantic, and southern. So there's the three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then they don't overlap. Uh-huh. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, what's the yeah. what's the future plan like? Like I know that you said you wanted to study, you know, tip to tail, um, oh, or no. I guess tail to tip in in your case. Uh, um, but do you want to continue studying the southern right whale? Do you want to move on to all whales? Like, what's really ooh. the plan in your in your academic journey? Uh, not prepared for that question (laughs) i'm like your mom ashi what are you gonna do with this degree (laughs) i am not a good long-term thinker so i just Mm. kind of go with the flow like since always it's just been like oh yeah i want to study whales whatever that means whatever that looks like um but i do i do like research that's i mean why i'm doing a phd so if if the opportunity arises to continue with research i think Mm. i would like that and also to I would like to continue studying the southern right whale. I I feel bad. I've missed out. I'm also studying another species, the Brutus whale, <laughs> um, who I haven't talked about at all. But I have less samples child. of that whale. Yeah, could you, could you tell us a little bit more about it, the Brutus whale? 
So it's spelled Brides. It's like B-R-Y-D-E-S, but it's pronounced Brutus. Oh, okay. What's I it like? I don't know why. Uh, it's much smaller. It's also a baleen whale. This guy is found in New Z- at least the ones I'm studying are like found around New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also found in other areas. I'm pretty sure they're found around India as well. Um, they are, yeah. They they eat fish too. Actually, they have a more generalist diet, which mm-hmm. is they're like more. They're not as specific in what they're feeding on. Mm. So they eat fish, krill, kind of a bit more broadly. Maybe crabs as well. I don't know about crabs. I made that up. But like uh, something else whose name I forgot. Is it krill? There's at least 85 <laughs> species of it. Yeah. <laughs> There's something else like that. I forgot. But they eat a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Their poop looks different. <laughs> I guess I can't wrap my head around. If you're a filter feeder, how can you still eat fish? I wonder that too. I haven't like bothered looking into that. Do they just like, like wonder that in my like, mind? Maybe it's just a really small <laughs> fish that can fit. Between. Oh, like yeah, little yeah. anchovies? Maybe. Yeah. I think so. yes, yes. I don't imagine it's a big fish. Definitely. Small oh, okay. Because I'm like but imagining like so a trout or something. Like, <laughs> 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 small fish. I'm pretty sure. No, but even so, like fish have like a bony skeleton. So I've, I'm still like, oh, what happens to that? Yeah. Like, Do you find like an work? entire skeleton in the poop? <laughs> Probably. I haven't seen that, <laughs> but like potentially back in the day, that's how they used to start. Not even back in the day. They still do like people still do that. Just DNA like look is at not the, the only way to study. Yeah. yeah. Like pretty much under a microscope and you see like remnants of like, oh, it's like a beak from like a, some, this fish or like a, this bone. from. I was this like, other damn, fish. what whales are like, eating birds out oh. there? <laughs> you said <laughs> beak and that's what I thought. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's still just like visually looking under a microscope at like leftover bits is still very much a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, so I'm, I'm curious, does the um, more generalist diet of this whale, the Brutus whale, did you say? Um, Brutus, yeah. Does that make it potentially more resilient um, if parts of its like parts of its diet um, are impacted, yeah, you would think, hey, um, okay, yes, but I remember there's a paper about this, which if you don't mind me clicking things again, I'm actually gonna find this paper really quickly, so I don't. Put so this. while you find this um, paper, but, do you mind letting us yeah. know of like where we can find you, where we can find out about your research? Is there any social media oh, we can follow you on? <laughs> Um, yes, Twitter. Okay. Not really, kind of. (laughs) So I really want to make, I'm really bad at social media, but I made a Twitter account like for being like, yes, I'm going to share research stuff on here. Mm -hmm. So if people start randomly following me on Twitter, that will motivate me to start actually posting stuff. Okay, audience, you heard it here first. Let's start all (laughs) randomly following us. (laughs) I will post your social media, your Twitter, in our um, blog okay. post. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll send that to you. Um, it's gonna take me too long to find this, but I'm pretty sure the paper was something along the lines of like, yes, it has a generalist diet, but it's still like, I don't know. Why don't I, it's, it's sorry? It's been a year since I read that paper. That's fair. <laughs> I don't remember papers after <laughs> five minutes after reading them. So yeah, it's... it was an interesting paper. Oh wait. This is it. This is it. I think. Plankton to poop. No. <laughs> Do not try. 
I like it again. We're live oh, okay. researching. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sorry, this is a paper from one of my supervisors, my lovely Emma Carroll from 2019. Um, and it says, so they didn't find, so they were also studying poo, actually. So she's, she's the one who hooked me up with the poo. So, mm. um, so the she, she brought poo you poo process. one day and you're like, yes. <laughs> she's in New Zealand, so she shipped it to me. But actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, they didn't find evidence that it shows like, seasonal or regional trends because i think they were thinking oh it can just kind of like go where the food like there was, there was like a hypothesis about um like during different seasons they might eat what's available kind of things different right. things i think that was the hypothesis yeah since they're more generalist um mm-hmm. but they found that no even though they can eat <laughs> they there weren't trends like that mm-hmm. they just like really liked certain types of food okay well we might so just have to post like post the paper up yeah um but Coca thank you salps fins fishes sorry excellent all right thank you so much ashi <laughs> thank you for joining us today on the show we really appreciate for having you we learned all about poop and everything that we can learn from poop and we really appreciate <laughs> that you have been listening to Thanks boiling point me. uh we've had ashi on the show and you've been listening with me anastasia Hannah and Sammy. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.